0: It was working super hard On a made <laughs> tutorial show
1: Teaching smoky <laughs> eyes to <laughs> folks out there Who really wanted to
0: know <laughs> When some <When the> freaky dinky <laughs> science
1: stopped <laughs> off, Only understood <laughs> by nerds Selt her into old radio shows
0: The kind of lies never heard That she should probably be trying to get out but Madison, she's having fun Living that whole time your life Our explanation is done no, <laughs> Madison is on the air
2: Hello, Yukon 28209 Yes, this is Candy Madsen
3: Rem you guys. This is super exciting. Did you know there actually was an old-timey show with a female detective? Like not a sidekick or a girl Friday. She's actually the lead. Candy Matson is a former model turned private eye who's fashionable and classy and totes outsmarts the men. The show is set in San Francisco and <gasps> It's our Christmas episode. Curl up by the fire and grab some eggnog as I join Candy Matson in the episode entitled Jack Frost. Ooh. Candy, can I just say, this is amazing. You're the first detective I've ever met to take me on a shopping spree.
2: Shopping is how I unwind and unburden my heavy wallet.
3: Okay, I just had major goosebumps. That only happens when I find a kindred spirit, or get aroused, which right now could be a combination of both. Candy,
4: candy over
2: here. Why, Mira Fisher, what are you doing here in a department store with your work clothes on?
3: Versus her work clothes off? She a stripper?
4: I work here, dear. I'm a wage slave.
3: Girl, same. The only thing that gets me through it is being able to cry in the walk-in freezer.
2: Oh, Mira, this is Madison Standish. Nice to meet you.
3: I know you don't have a walk-in freezer in a department store, but I bet a dressing room would work just as well.
2: Well, I haven't seen you in some time, Mira. Just, what do you slave at here? I am the newly appointed head of
4: advertising and promotion.
3: Hey, that's better than cashier. Which I did one year during winter break at Forever 21. Ugh, women over 40 really need to stop
2: taking the name of that store literally. Well, that sounds impressive, Mira. Do you like the position? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it
4: has been a bit of a bumpy start. Some of my ad copy was changed before it went to the printers. A false story found its way to the newspaper. All an adjustment, I guess. Good assistants are
2: hard to find.
3: I think you mean good salaries for good assistants are hard to find. Don't get me started on the minimum wage debate until you've had to steal toilet paper for work because you couldn't afford to buy it.
4: Funny you would mention assistants, Candy. Am I an a pickle? Is this a department store or a
2: delicatessen? Can you spare a moment and step outside to talk with me? Sure, Mira, we've got some time. And wipe that frown from your brow. It's wrinkling your makeup.
3: Her wrinkles are wrinkling her makeup. There comes a time in every woman's life when she needs to consider bangs.
4: Well, you'd have wrinkles too if you had a missing Santa Claus helper on your hands.
3: Department store Santa Claus gig? If children are supposed to be magical and wonderful, why do all the jobs working with them completely
2: suck? All right, Mira, you've smuggled us into the loading dock. Do you think you'll find Jack Frost out here? I didn't want to be overheard
4: by the heads of the company. You think I'm fooling about this Jack Frost thing, don't you, Candy? Candy.
2: Well, now, look, dear, we all have our little piccadillos. Yours just merely happens to be a missing Jack Frost. You'll get over it.
1: You
3: need to take this seriously, Candy. If movies have taught me anything, Jack Frost is a murdering snow mutant with a lust to kill. He's got to be found.
4: Please, Candy, I need your help.
3: You clearly need help. I show up to one Disney princess birthday party drunk, and I lose my job. But oh, by all means, let's hire the evil murderous snowman to entertain the kiddies.
2: Madison, Jack Frost is the gent with the icicles who talks to Tiny Tots. You people are depraved.
4: We had a Santa Claus helper here for almost a month, and a darn good one. The kids were crazy about him. This morning,
2: he didn't show. Well, you don't suppose Jackie Boy got in the mood and caught the Christmas spirit, do you? The kind that comes in pints? Maybe he's passed out behind one of these fragrant dumpsters.
4: No, he wasn't that sort of Joe.
2: Was that
3: a shot at me? Because I really think with Cinderella's abusive upbringing, it's completely within her character to down some Everclear before going to a party.
2: Your answer is simple, Mira.
4: Hire a new one. They're hired through an agency. I call the one we do business with, and they're fresh out of Jack Frost.
3: Um, obvious answer for Santa's helpers? Elves? I mean, between Jack Frost horror movies and that Michael Keaton one. Oh, Batman, how far you've fallen. Elves are definitely way more kid-friendly.
4: Well, the brass wants a Jack Frost. I'm still in my probationary period. I can't let them down or I'll lose this job for sure. Candy, won't you help me? Well, I don't want you to think I'm unsympathetic, Mira, but what can I do? You know people. Find me somebody, anybody, who will take over the job of being Jack Frost.
3: This feels like the moment in a sitcom where they do a flash cut to one of us dressed as Jack Frost.
2: Oh, don't worry about that happening. Well, unless they recast the role as Jacqueline Frost.
3: (laughs) And now they cut to Jack Frost as a woman and kids getting all snotty. You're not the real Jack Frost.
2: (sighs) Why don't you and I just go find a new Jack Frost?
3: I might be willing to do a sexy elf. I have a costume. Oh, no. I forgot. Not kid-appropriate. That elf would make Cardi B blush.
2: (laughs) A first stop is to see my friendly advisor, Rembrandt Watson. If anyone can help us find a Jack Frost, it'll be Rembrandt. Rembrandt? He the lost Ninja Turtle? He's a photographer. An excellent, too. Now that he doesn't have the sherry shivers or the port palsies. Oh, recovering alcoholic.
3: Yeah, that's probably going to be me in my 40s. But until then, I'm good with denial.
2: Here I am with all my Christmas shopping left to do and I agree to find a substitute Jack Frost. Life before Amazon.
3: I've literally done my Christmas shopping while sitting on the toilet at work. What? Don't waste your breaks. Just shut yourself up in a stall in the bathroom, and you're still on company time. My tip to you.
1: Candy Dove, how delightful. Do come in, won't you? And who is this extraordinary creature?
2: Rembrandt, I'd like you to meet Madison Standish. Sup?
1: A pleasure beyond words, dear lady. Oh, Pat, you're acquainted with my friend Diogenes Murphy, aren't you? Hello again, Mr. Murphy. Why, good afternoon. Charming as always, I see, Miss Mattson.
4: OMG,
3: Candy! You have a gay best friend! A female detective and a gay best friend. Are you sure this is 1949? Because it's really starting to
2: feel like a 90s rom-com.
1: Why, what a strange notion from such a tiny little thing.
2: Madison, don't be daft. Rembrandt is...
1: Theatrical. Flamboyant. A confirmed bachelor. An artiste.
3: Hey, I think it's great. You guys had like 92 episodes. Gives me a little more respect for audiences back then.
1: So, Candy, what brings you here unannounced? Not that you were interrupting anything important.
3: How long have you two been dating?
2: What?
1: Candy. I didn't mean to barge in on you like this, Rembrandt. I think I should be on my way now. Renbrandt and I were only discussing the situation of the wharf.
3: That a gay bar? Candy. What? This is San Francisco.
1: A good day, a, a goodbye or a, good heavens.
3: He's a cutie.
1: Yes, I'm very fond of Diogenes. What brings you around this way, my dears? Jack Frost. Well, apart from the occasional nip at my nose, I'm not very well acquainted with the man. I'll give you the pocket-sized edition.
2: The Brownstone Department Store is without a Santa Claus helper, Jack Frost. He didn't show up for work this morning. I said I'd find them a new one.
3: Elves still make more sense to me. Even in the Rankin-Bass special, Jack Frost was kind of a creeper.
1: Well, it was very sweet of you to offer to help, Dove, but where do I come in?
2: Don't you keep a cross-file on models you've used in photography?
1: As a matter of fact, I do. Here in this little book. Let's see. Men... Ooh,
3: can I see that?
1: Be my guest.
3: This is like old-school Tinder. Swipe left. Swipe left. Ooh, hello. Swipe right. Uh, This guy, Pietro Terratello? My team or yours.
1: Candy?
2: Rembrandt, what's this?
1: What's what, dear? On that chair next to you. Oh, that's the afternoon paper dove. Diogenes left it, I imagine.
2: How about this guy?
3: Oh, that's a jawline even Henry Cavill would envy.
2: Look there. Why, it's the whole story about the missing Jack Frost right here on the front page. Hmm. What he got in his Christmas stocking. A slug through the head.
1: That's no way to treat Jack Frost.
3: Depends which Jack Frost. Serial killer mutant Jack Frost? Or Martin Short Jack Frost? Actually, Santa Claus 3 was so bad. Yeah, I'm okay with it being either one. And here's a picture
1: of the guy, without his false icicles. What a ham. Looks like he stepped right out of an 1890 Shakespearean play.
3: Hey, I've got a collection of bad headshots. One year, I tried a perm. The photographer had to use a wide-angle
2: lens. (laughs) Well, I hate to say this, Rembrandt, but he resembles you.
1: I take back what I said.
2: (gasps) Rembrandt, I've got an idea.
1: Divorce yourself from that tone of voice, Candy? I don't like it.
2: You like little
1: children. Can't stand them.
2: You like to talk to people.
1: I abhor conversation.
2: You like to be charming.
1: Lost me charm. Gay?
2: Lost me gay. With the help of a few icicles, Ducky, you're gonna be Jack Frost.
3: Madison audience, that exchange was reproduced exactly as originally written. I know, right? I feel like I want to re-watch My Best Friend's Wedding
0: now. You sure
3: Rembrandt's up for this, Candy? His diva was on overdrive.
2: Oh, that's Rembrandt. He fights, argues, paces the floor, has the vapors, faints. And when I bring him to, he always sees it my way.
3: For a second, I thought he was going to lip-sync for his
2: life. When I called Mira and informed her that one R. Watson would assume the role of the Jolly Jack Frost, she was delighted. I have to put my coat away. Answer that for me, will you, Madison?
5: No problem. Hello? Is this Candy Matson? No. Uh, how do you do, Miss Matson? Allow me to introduce myself. Uh, my name is Burke, Prentice Burke. I'm the first assistant vice president of the Brownstone.
3: Like a brownstone apartment? You the landlord?
5: Um, the department store?
3: I don't go to stores much. Only when my grandma needs a partner for mall walking.
5: Um, uh, yes. Now the reason for my call, there has been, um, shall I say a rather unfortunate occurrence today.
2: Who is it, Madison?
5: I think it's your landlord.
2: I'll take it. What can I do for you, Charlie? I can't imagine you're already calling about next month's rent when it's only the 19th. Um, I beg your pardon? Candy, can I grab something to drink? Oh, of course. Help yourself.
5: Um, Miss Manson?
2: Charlie, what happened to that delightful German accent you used to have?
5: Uh, Miss Manson, I need the help of a
0: professional sleuth.
2: Well, I'm sorry. It appears we have a case of mistaken identity. May I ask whom is presently engaging my telephone line? Prentice
5: Burke. I'm the first assistant vice president of the Brownstone.
2: Oh, I shoplift all of my favorite nylons from there.
3: Candy, can I open this wine?
2: Go ahead, dear, but let it breathe a moment.
3: Breathe? Oh, then this stuff might be too classy to go with the lunch meat I found in the fridge.
5: Miss Madsen, you are highly recommended by the head of our advertising department, Miss Myra Fisher. Can you please come down to my office right away? This is a matter of some urgency.
2: I'm your girl, then. Well, figuratively speaking. I'll be there in a half an hour. Madison, hold off on the cold cuts. We've got a date.
3: With your landlord? Girl, never date your landlord. You might get free rent for a while... But when he finds you passed out in the stairwell with half the FedEx softball team, the eviction notice won't be far
2: behind. I tell you, Madison, a person could get lost in one of these department stores.
3: I got lost in Ikea once. Turns out, I was actually in Home Depot. You have to assemble everything from Ikea. The concept of the two stores is basically the same. The only difference is the Swedish meatballs versus the hot dog carts in the parking lot.
2: Maybe someone can help us find Burke's office. Pardon me, sir, I...
6: I'm very busy, young lady. Make it as brief as possible. You're the floor walker assigned to this section? That is correct. Come to the point, please.
3: Damn! If I copped an attitude like that with a customer at Applebee's, I'd get a 12-page write-up and lose my buffalo wing privileges.
6: Well, I have a good mind to report you. As you wish. As I said, I'm very busy. Now, what is it you wanted to know?
2: I'm trying to find the office of Prentice
6: Burke. You'll have to take the elevator to the ivory tower. Now, good day.
3: Merry Christmas to you too, douche nozzle.
6: Some
2: people just don't have the Christmas spirit. You want me to
3: go punch him in his jingle bells?
2: Let's just find the elevator. If I'm remembering correctly, it's through kitchenware.
3: Ooh, I could do some major damage with a spatula and a hot plate.
5: Ask my college roommates.
2: Mr. Burke? Uh,
5: yes? Uh, come in.
2: I'm Candy Matson, and this is Madison Standish.
5: Hello. You gonna
2: tell him about that dude? About whom? Mm, just a little run-in with a living mannequin sporting the name tag Simon Liggett.
5: Oh, yes, Simon Been with us nearly 20 years now. Started as a stock boy, if you can imagine that.
2: Well,
3: he has the attitude of a food critic eating a Cracker Barrel.
5: Did he do something wrong?
2: Now, now, Madison. We must keep the love and charity of the Christmas season in our hearts. We can come back and get him fired after New Year's.
5: Ooh, uh, all right then. Um, uh, please sit down, won't you?
2: Thank you.
3: The last time I was in an office in a department store... I was being accused of stealing jewelry. Thankfully, the earrings passed after I got home.
2: So, Mr. Burke, our subject is what? Uh,
5: A man named Ralph Jordan.
2: Well, that's a relief. For a moment, I thought you wanted to talk about Jack Frost.
5: That's just it. He was Jack Frost.
2: Oh, me and my big mouth.
5: He was working here up until yesterday afternoon. Uh, Maybe you read about it. He was found shot today.
3: I heard that happened to one of the Snoopies at Knott's Berry Farm.
5: Well, that's the reason I called you.
3: Apparently, Woodstock's boyfriend found out about them, and he had Snoopy neutered.
2: Why didn't you have your own store detectives take over, Mr. Burke?
5: Uh, no, 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 uh, that will never do. I want no one in the store to know what's
2: going on.
3: I'm sure that's what Snoopy had hoped for, but Peppermint Patty liked to talk smack.
2: Ah, intrigue, Mr. Burke.
5: Quite possibly. I have a reason to suspect that Jordan was killed by someone in our employ. I want to find out who that someone was before the police do and get it splashed all over the front pages.
2: Okay, I'll take the job. You say you have a suspicion? What is it?
5: Well, nothing tangible. It's just a feeling I have.
2: Oh, that's a big help.
5: Hey, gut feelings can save your life. If
3: only Snoopy had listened to his... So tell me more about this hunky detective of yours.
2: Oh, not much to tell, really. Inspector Ray Mallard of San Francisco Homicide. A nice guy to serve coffee to on Sunday mornings. If you could ever lasso him. I never could get a strong enough rope.
7: Candy, what brings you around here?
2: Oh,
3: yummy. He's like... Firefly Nathan Fillion crossed with Castle Nathan Fillion
2: with a little rookie Nathan Fillion thrown in for good measure. Inspector Mallard, I'd like you to meet Madison Standish. Oh,
7: pleasure to meet you.
2: So, Candy tells me you're
0: unattached.
7: Uh...
2: Tut-tut, Madison. This mountain is mine. I've already planted my flag. Then I'll just drool from afar. Good plan.
7: Was there a reason you stopped by, Candy?
2: Absolutely. You see... I just hate to have my Christmas ruined so early. What can you tell me about that Jack Frost character?
7: Oh, yeah. Poor guy got it good. Found in his apartment over on 17th. Why so interested?
2: The gal who's head of advertising for the brownstone was going out of her head for another Jack Frost. Well, I talked Rembrandt into taking the job.
3: <laughs> He's even sexy when he scoffs.
2: Madison? Just making an observation. Bring me up to date, Mallard. Did you get any dope on the killing?
7: Nothing but a forty-five slug out of the guy's wall. Ballistics is checking it now. Nothing else? This goes beyond just the normal curiosity candy. What are you drilling for?
2: Um, Only that I'm worried about Rembrandt. I got him the job. I'm responsible. I wouldn't want anything to happen to him.
7: Ask a silly question, Mallard, and you'll get a silly answer. How about dinner tonight?
2: Sure, I'm free. Not for dinner, you're not. Yes, I am. Not with that broken jaw you're about to experience.
3: <laughs> Actually, I forgot. I'm busy. I was gonna do some Christmas caroling at the, uh, um, Alcatraz? <laughs> what can I say?
2: Felons love me. Go on with what you were saying, Mallard. Dinner tonight?
7: Well, Candy, we've known each other a good long time, haven't we?
2: That's right.
7: We've had our little quarrels, little misunderstandings.
2: Oh, but they never seem to last long, do they?
7: No. That's why I feel I have every right to ask you a question. Madison,
2: get out of here. Where am I
3: supposed to go?
7: Go step in front of a cable car. I don't care. Just go. Maybe I'll ask you later tonight.
2: No, no. Go ahead. Madison was just leaving.
7: It's all right. I don't want it to be a secret. Oh? Candy. Yes? Do you know where I can get a couple of tickets to the Rose Bowl game?
3: Ooh, wrong question.
2: Rain Mallard, I hope you sit on a kicking block.
3: You, sir, are a tease. Call me.
7: Well, Candy, I'm glad you accepted my dinner invitation after all. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. I do enjoy spending time with you. Mm Mm-hmm. And your friends.
3: That restaurant was really romantic. So intimate. You two should go back there alone sometime.
7: What a novel idea.
2: Two tickets to the Rose Bowl. You're lucky you didn't dine alone on a stale sandwich from a gas station.
7: I thought by the time we shared that chocolate souffle for dessert, you'd forgiven me.
2: I didn't have any of the chocolate souffle. You should have. It was really good.
7: You see where I've taken you? You can't be mad at me now. Where are we? The cliffs over Sutro Baths. High above Land's End.
2: My favorite hiking spot.
7: How about joining me for a brisk walk in the crisp December air? Well...
3: No thanks. These heels are not made for off-roading.
7: Oh, what a shame. Looks like it's just you and me, Candy.
2: Do you mind, Madison? We'll only be a minute.
3: Don't sell him short. I'm sure he's good for at least... Ten minutes?
7: Penny for your thoughts, Candy.
2: Well, I was just thinking, Mallard, dear. When you see a star in the sky and soft water below, feel the Christmas in the air, how can there be violence
7: in the world? An age-old question and one I can't answer. Hey, you're cold. I better put my arm around you.
2: Mallard, no.
7: What's the matter? Madison. Go easy on my radio, would ya?
3: Sorry. I don't know what any of these buttons do.
7: Then don't press them. Oh, she just turned on the headlights. Will you turn those off? I don't know what I just hit. The button next to the steering wheel.
2: Wait, Mallard. The lights from the car. They've shown on something. Down there, under that tree. Oh, she turned the lights out again. Turn those back on.
3: Back on? Make up your damn mind.
2: Well, that's better. Look, do you see it?
7: Oh, Candy, just for once, can't you stop digging up a mystery?
2: Come on, Mallard. I want to see what's under that tree. There, that's it a Jack Frost costume. And if those aren't bloodstains, I'm a Labrador Retriever.
7: No, you're definitely Candy Matson because those are definitely bloodstains.
2: What was Jordan dressed like when you found him?
7: Mm. Torn slacks, sweater, shoes, no socks.
2: This was most likely his costume, then.
3: I am not parked illegally! This isn't even my car! No, I didn't steal it! Candy!
2: (sighs) That sounds like trouble.
7: Whoever you are, come up here where I can see you. Who's that? The police. Now get up here and don't try any tricks. That's all right, officer. This is Inspector Mallard, homicide. Oh, sorry,
6: Inspector... Told you!
7: Stay right where you are. We'll be right up. Well, this is a break, Candy. You take my car home. I'll stay here with the officer, okay?
2: If you promise to get the casts of those footprints next to the tree.
7: I did manage to investigate crimes long before I met a certain Miss Candy Matson. And what a dull time that must have been for you.
2: <sighs> hey, guys. Sorry to interrupt your romantic walk. Jack Frost beat you to it. Come on, we're going home. Does
3: that mean you have spare car keys?
7: What happened to my car keys?
2: They're in the car
3: that I apparently locked. But it's not my fault. I grabbed the fob before I got out, but it's not working.
7: Let me see that.
2: That's a cigarette lighter, dear. Well,
3: that explains why I keep burning my thumb.
2: My goodness, the store's only been open an hour. Would you look at this crowd? You think this is
3: bad? They haven't invented Black Friday yet, have they?
2: We have to locate Rembrandt. Maybe we can find somebody to point us in the direction of our jolly old sprite.
6: Excuse, sir, could you- Needing directions again. May I suggest, Triple A?
3: Please, just one kick to the Kris Kringles.
6: It
2: amazes me that somebody could work somewhere for 20 years and still show such love for their job.
6: How do you know I've worked here for 20 years?
2: A little Christmas elf told me. And don't be surprised if your stocking has coal in it.
6: Have a wonderful day.
3: One year, I actually asked for coal in my stocking. My brother had told me if I squeezed it hard enough, it'd turn into a diamond. Of course, it didn't. But the coal came in really handy when I broke all of his brand-new Transformers.
2: Look over there. Santa's Village. Oh, would you just look at Rembrandt with that little blonde Muppet on his lap?
3: He looks like the snow Miser of West Hollywood.
1: Well, well, well. Look who we have here. Hello there, son.
3: Hello, Jack Frost. Wait, the kids sit on Jack Frost's lap?
2: Jack Frost is Santa's helper, while Santa is busy up in the North Pole.
3: Come on, I saw Christmas Story. You people had department store Santas in the 1940s. NBC got some copyright problems with Santa. Permission stuck in legal? What?
1: So, little boy, what is your name? Topper. Topper. My, what a fine name. Now, what would you like to have me tell Santa Claus to bring you for Christmas.
3: An electric train. This is creepy. A baseball it's like the hat, first time I saw that Dutch blackface football, guy. Seriously, skate, some Christmas traditions are effed books, up.
1: He's finishing with the little boy. Set,
2: Let's get over there. And a dog.
1: Well, I'll be sure to tell Santa Claus. Bye now.
2: Goodbye and thank you. And, and, and Merry Christmas. Well, isn't this sprite a delight?
1: Merry Christmas. <laughs> Candy. Oh, I'm so glad you're here, Dove. Took around into the back room for a moment. I've got to talk to you. Aren't you working,
2: Frosty Boy? Hey,
3: he offered to dress up like some sort of demented Christmas leprechaun to help your friend. Don't be a mean girl.
1: Aren't you sweet? I'm so glad I'm already brimming with self-esteem. Candy, I'll take my break now. Follow me.
2: What's the matter, Rembrandt? Even under those icicles, you look a little warm under the collar.
1: Here, look at this. Every now and then, one of these tykes toddles up to me with a Christmas letter in its hand. A little red-headed girl handed me this about half an hour ago. Oh, I've been shaking ever since. Let me see.
2: Dear Jack Frost, a word to the wise is sufficient. When you take your lunch hour, keep going. Don't come back. Otherwise, you'll meet the same fate as your predecessor.
3: Ah, that reminds me of when I used to write threatening letters to Santa.
2: Why would you threaten Santa Claus? He knows why. Well, this is perfect. Just about what I expected.
1: Candy, do you mean to say that you're deliberately using me as a sacrificial lamb? By
2: no means, Ducky. Go ahead, take your lunch. As a matter of fact, why don't you just take off now? I'll meet you at your place in about an hour.
3: Isn't it like 9 a.m.? He can't just walk off the job. Who'll cover for him? You've never had to punch a clock, have you, Candy?
2: The store will understand. It's a matter of life and death.
3: Once I was literally choking, and my manager said I had to count that as my ten-minute break.
2: Come on, Madison. Before we go, I want to make one more stop. See you soon, Rembrandt.
3: Ah, oh, jeez, not Mister Customer Service
2: again.
6: Oh, it's you. Apparently, you can't find anything in this store except for me.
2: I do hate to bother you again, but I was just up to see Miss Mira Fisher. She wasn't in. Have you seen her down here?
6: No, and what's more, I won't see her all day. She phoned saying she was feeling ill. Most inconsiderate, I must say, during the holiday rush.
3: That I agree with. There's nothing worse than being short-staffed on a holiday. Which is why I call out on holidays so I don't have to deal with it.
6: Well, that's
2: a pity she's sick. Could you give me her address? Oh, She's a friend of mine, and I've got to see her.
6: Her address? I suppose. I'll write it down here on one of my cards for you. Myra Fisher, 227F, Union Street. There. Thank you. You're so kind. If you need anything else, try Lost and Found.
2: Alright, Madison, we've got what we need here. Now on to a quick stop by police headquarters.
6: Great.
3: Another installment of Will They, Won't They. I refuse to torment myself. If the desire is there, I don't even wait to learn his last name. Or in some cases, his first.
7: I appreciate the ride, since my car had to be towed from the park last night. Well,
2: next time I'll remember to bring my spare coat hanger. Are you still complaining about that? We all fit in the officer's patrol car.
7: It wasn't very dignified for a homicide detective to arrive at police headquarters in the back of a squad car.
3: The rules are clear. I called shotgun first.
7: So where are you taking us, Candy? I thought we were
1: going to lunch. At least that's what I told my poor empty stomach.
2: I didn't say lunch. I said I had a hunch.
7: Good thing I had a donut at the precinct. This could take all afternoon.
3: You two are a couple of whiny bitches. Candy and I could do this just fine without you, you know. Actually, we can't. Come on,
2: Candy. Girl power! Unfortunately, these two gentlemen are needed for my plan.
7: And what plan is that?
2: No time to chat. We're here.
1: This place looks like they should have condemned the blueprints before it was built.
3: Hey, this beats my first apartment in college. At least this place has a whole roof. Nothing like sleeping in a tent in your living room to make you appreciate the dorms.
0: Aha! We hit the
2: jackpot. A pair of shoes in the closet that match the casts Mallard took of the footprints by the tree where we found the bloody costume. So, this isn't breaking and entering because we got the cop with us? Now you see how Mallard can be
7: useful. I'll be sure to ask for this to be included in my next performance review. The
1: inspector got us in the door. What exactly am I doing here? Rembrandt, go out in the
2: kitchen and see if this place has any ketchup, huh?
1: Oh, you're using me for my expertise in condiments.
2: Please, Ducky.
1: All right. I'll give a
7: holler if I run across any dangerous sweet relish. What are you up to, Candy? We've got enough to swing a case here.
3: So, are we disregarding the absolute lack of a warrant to not only be in here, but to seize any sort of evidence, especially evidence you had to dig around in the guy's closet to find? Am I the only one here who
2: watches Law & Order? The evidence isn't for court. It's for me. I'm working for a voluntary confession. Tell me, Mallard, what was the position that Jack Frost was in when you found him dead?
7: Um, In a chair like, like that one. His head slumped down in his chest. Good. Here's the catsup, Dove. I had a close call
1: with a jar of mayonnaise, but survived to tell about it. Now, what are you putting it on? You. Pardon me?
3: This is taking a kinky turn. I've done Hershey's syrup, but the first time I forgot to heat it up, so everything went... (whistles) Second time made it too hot. ER visit. Ugh, gotta be freaking Goldilocks
2: to get that stuff just right.
1: Candy, may I be excused until Madison concludes her visit?
2: You are the most important part of my plan, Rembrandt. Well, sit down there and just go limp and let your head hang down. Well, that's perfect. Now for a little seasoning.
1: Oh, Candy, you're smearing me with this sticky stuff.
3: I highly recommend a tarp. Once things get going, it can get really messy.
2: Candy! Don't move, Rembrandt. Why have all the...
7: Candy, it looks like the same guy.
2: The real thing. All right, Rembrandt, you just sit here like that. Mallard, you duck into that closet over there, and and Madison and I will hide in here. We've got a good view of the front door, okay?
7: There are times, Candy, when I must admit I admire your genius.
1: There are times, Candy, when I must admit I want to reevaluate our friendship. Oh, hush, both of you.
2: And Rembrandt, stop squirming. Come on, Madison, we'll get behind that sofa. Uh, I don't think so. Now, Madison. But... Bless you, Rembrandt, and don't mess up your ketchup. Candy! Get behind the sofa, Madison.
6: But... Now! No. Oh, no. It it can't be. The old fool I killed. No. No.
7: No! Okay, buddy. That'll be about enough.
6: Oh, no! Get him, Mallard. He's ducking.
7: I'll get him...
2: Nice tackle, Mallard.
7: All right, Mac. You gonna remain peaceful, or do I have to give you a little tap? (laughs) No. No, I'll be quiet. You got me. I did it. I did it to the both of them. I killed them. I killed both of them. Both of
3: them? That's what I've been trying to tell you. But you were too caught up in your fabulous plan to listen to me. Would you actually look behind the sofa now? (gasps) You made me touch a dead body. I wouldn't even do that for the mortician I dated. Ugh, he was into some nasty stuff.
2: The whole thing was jealousy. Not the jealousy of a man for a woman, but the jealousy of a man for her job. So he was
3: totally sabotaging her, huh?
2: Exactly. The botched ads, the leaked story to the newspaper. Leggett knew she was still in her probationary period and hoped to make Mara look bad to lose her position.
3: She definitely looked bad in the position we found
2: her in. Getting rid of Jack Frost was supposed to get him the job by New Year's. But then I went and gave them Rembrandt.
1: Well, this shirt is utterly ruined. Cuts up. Honestly, Candy, you'll be receiving a bill for the replacement.
3: Maybe you can still get your discount at the department store.
1: My wardrobe is imported from Paris.
3: Well, if the 40s are going to keep you stuffed in the closet, at least
2: you're in there with a fabulous
3: wardrobe.
1: The way this one talks. So, Candy, did you ever discover why Leggett killed Jack Frost?
2: In Mr. Leggett's full confession, he said he'd paid a visit to the first Jack Frost and tried to bribe him into quitting. But the guy would have none of it. Ah, gig job life. One paycheck away from making
3: your Honda your home.
2: There was a struggle. Leggett lost his head and whipped out a gun and shot him. He was still in his costume, so Leggett stripped him, put some old clothes on him, and drove him out to Land's End and ditched his costume.
1: And I suppose he was the one who threatened me with that note from that little girl. You better watch your back. That little girl is still out there.
2: (laughs) Yes, Leggett wrote that note. Madison, if you recall our last interaction with the charming Mr. Leggett, I got him to write down Mira's address on his business card. Then, it was just a matter of matching the handwriting.
1: And my role as the deceased Jack Frost pushed him over the edge into confessing.
2: You were a natural.
1: Naturally.
3: What about Mira? I get that the guy went nutso and murdered her too, but why was she shoved behind his sofa? When you murder someone and then bring the body home with you, you've crossed over from murder of passion to... Somebody better check his freezer for body parts.
2: I suppose we stepped in before you had a chance to hide the body properly. Didn't you wonder why he had Mira's address right on the tip of his tongue when I asked for it? Plot device?
1: Well, dears, I've got to run.
2: Oh, you do? Just where are you off to? I uh, have an engagement. With
3: Diogenes?
1: No, you strange little thing. With the Brownstone Department Store. They're still short one Jack Frost.
2: Oh, Rembrandt, I knew you'd be perfect for the job. Well,
1: I couldn't let the kitties down after all. It's Christmas. (laughs) Bye-bye, dears.
2: So what about
3: you, Candy? Got any Christmas plans with Detective Hunky?
2: I've stocked up on mistletoe, but it never seems to do me any good.
3: Then I'm going to take you out for Christmas dinner, a la A Christmas Story. Get your coat. We're going to Chinatown. Candy Matson, Yukon 28209, that's her phone number, by the way, aired from 1949 to 1951. The creator, Monty Masters, originally wrote the show with himself as the lead male detective, but his mother-in-law convinced him to make the detective a female. He cast his wife, Natalie, and the show was a hit. So much so that when an episode ended with Candy praying as her airplane crashed... The switchboards of Radio City lit up with worried fans wanting to know if Candy was okay. Rembrandt is considered by radio historians as the first recurring gay character in a series. It is believed he was created as a nod to the gay community of San Francisco, where the show was set, as a thank you for their love and support. Hey, it's Madison. I wanted to thank you guys so much for listening. Before the announcer dude reads the credits, which you should totes listen to because this cast was amazing, did you know we have an email newsletter? You'll get the first look at upcoming episodes and a bunch of not found anywhere else Madison stuff. To sign up, go to our website, madisonontheair.com. I promise I won't spam you. Much. Bye!
1: Bye! Madison on the Air was written and produced by Chrissy Talon Sage, with music composition and audio engineering by Jeremy Sage. The role of Madison Standish was played by Chrissy Talon Sage. Laura Christine Elliott appeared as Candy Matson. Other actors in the cast were Albert Garnica as Rembrandt, David Pinion as Inspector Mallard, Aaron Stahl as Simon Liggett, Tia Scriven as Mira Fisher, Paul R. B. C. as Prentice Burke, Jeremy Sage as Diogenes and Topper, and Steve Jun as the police officer.